What's up, everyone, and welcome down to Zetro's Toxic Vault. And today, a very special guest, a legend guitar player in thrash metal. But guess what? He's not from the West Coast. We finally got an East Coast guy in here to sit in the vault, and he's going to tell us about his times with the bands that he's been in through the years. He was the original guitar player of Overkill, but he's in California now because he has now joined Violence. We're going to talk about all those things, and I am talking about Mr. Bobby Gustafson. How are you doing today, brother? Sir, how are you? Good to have you in. So, yeah. um... We we're gonna sh hit on this shortly. You are here with playing in violence now. For, yeah, how, how's that? How's it feel? And I, when I first heard, I got to be honest with you. I said, "Good to be having back up to the big leagues with us." Yeah, it, I, it just feels. How's it feel? It feels great. I know great players, huh? I yeah. love the band. Oh yeah, and everybody loves the band too. Yeah, everybody yeah. really does. What a great way for you, I'd say, to come back. Not saying that you haven't been playing on projects, but for for me, it's kind of a way for you yeah. to come back. Yeah, nothing was really too successful to the level that violence was. So to come back in and be, you know, we had a whole bunch of uh, shows set up for the whole year. Yeah, it was I mean, good. We were set, great. Just, just had just to learn the set, just and just I wouldn't have gotten you. that before. Well, so. I tell you what, we're going to get into that, and we're going to get into that stuff right now. But um, like I do with most of the people here, when I get them on the vault, I would like to talk about how it all happened. And I mean, sure. over, obviously, Overkill was, was you know, what you're basically, you were known for. You yeah. man, I mean, I mean, you, that's how I know you. You know, I know you, you know, you played in Cycle Sluts for a little while. You mm -hmm. did some stuff with Grip, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Screw. Yeah. Screw. And there are a couple, but I mean, basically, that's your, that was, you know, what, you know, everybody knows you from, knows all you the metalheads know you from. But let's talk about Staten Island, right? That's where you were born, right? Yeah. And, 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 um, Let's talk about growing up there and how did how did we get Bobby G? How did that how did that happen? Was, how did was I it, get corrupted? How did how did you get um, the corrupted? Was 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 it your well, your mom and dad? I mean, we we're talking. You're born in '65, so then yeah, you're 1970. You're five years old, so you know yeah. what's going on. Is your parents Hendrix, The Doors, mm -hmm. where they were they were? Yep. Did you have older brothers and sisters? I had an older brother. My, I'm the youngest. My brother was 10 years older than me, so he had. He's the one who had the Hendrix albums, uh -huh. the Zeppelin albums. Really? And the Sabbath. And how old were you when you actually feel that you started, you, you caught on to that? Uh, less than nine. Less eight, than nine. Eight or nine. Eight or nine. Yeah. Eight or nine. I contribute mine. My dad was a biker, built Harleys in his garage, and I heard uh, Stairway to Heaven in 1972 coming over the radio, mm -hmm. and I was hooked, and he bought me for my eighth birthday a, a Zeppelin four. So, I mean, it, for me, it was early, too, and, and, and I... I like to relate with a lot of the people that do, you know, start out early like that because I think if I, I've spoke to a lot of musicians and a lot of musicians say, you know, oh yeah, it's early for me. So it's funny how a lot of us that ended up doing this, yeah. you know, on the level and, and, and putting our lives, this is what we are, you know what I mean? Yeah. Basically. And, and, and we grew up, there wasn't something that, oh, I got into it when I was around 16 and then boom, it came like that. All of us seemed to be I think we all early. had that same, that same band, that same era and the same, same excitement. I mean, I hear Paranoid was probably the one that got Okay. So parents, so, so Black Sabbath for so you. So Black Sabbath. Yeah. And then yeah. I think he had Zeppelin three. Uh huh. Immigrant and, song. Yeah, immigrant right. song. And then a couple of Hendrix albums uh -huh. and stuff that I would listen to, and you know the Who live at Leeds and and uh, Grand Funk. Right. But I mean, I just Sabbath 
and Zeppelin kind of are the two that got it. What 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 was what was their appeal to you? What was it about those guys? Was it the guitar edge? Was it the vocal? Was it the the eeriness? To me, it was both of those bands were very mysterious. If that makes yeah, sense, yeah, there was nothing else like Sabbath at right. that time to this so, day. Yeah, just, to this just, day, just hearing that those guitar chords and and the, the length of the songs and everything was dark and the changes and it just it gripped me right away. War pigs, and you know, just just wanted to. That's what I want to do. Uh-huh. Earlier than that, earlier than that, maybe it could have been the Beatles because I remember I, I got a picture of myself as like five years old with the headphones on and the stereo next to me singing like the first Beatles album. You uh-huh. know, your mom sneaks in, sure, and takes that. Photo I love of the you. Beatles. I have yeah. the full uh, 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 thing on on CD. I have every single one. In yeah. fact, when we were on Capitol. It came in this cool box that said the Beatles, and you roll it up, and it was every album on CD, even Masters, and I have it to this day. I, I mean, love the Beatles. For them to do what they did with the recording at that time. Oh, and well, just the musical, uh, you know, the progression that went on there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, they were great when they were like, you know, kind of Hard Day's Night era, but they were even great on Sgt. Pepper's and the White Album. It was just, I mean. Just to, just to span their career, how much they changed. From each album, and no t- in a small period a small of time, time. Yeah, six nothing, years, nothing sounded the same. Everything sounded different. Yeah, that was remarkable. I know. So for me, I'm a big. I don't know if some of the viewers know I'm a huge Beatles fan. I just appreciate yeah. right. the the music, the harmonies, the the the, uh, the just the writing, everything from the beginning Beatles to and to the end uh, to Let It Be. I love yeah. I love it all. So what was your um. Was it a Sabbath? Was there any first record that you had in your room that you played over and over again? Like I said, mine was Zeppelin Four, so yeah. you know, and I and I knew every little lead he did. Every all right, Liddy said and every <laughs> under thing that. Well, what what was the record for you? It was probably uh, Paranoid? Paranoid. Paranoid. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, brought that in, and um, I actually remember even the first time hearing Black Dog. Really? Yeah, my friend had that album, and it's like, yeah, this this album just came out. The vocal Hearing at that, that time was to, the way Robert Plant sang. Nobody oh, sang. Yeah. It was amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. And then almost almost like Phil, he was saying, uh, he was talking about ACDC. And that's when he started to like really learn how to play. And that's about what I, when I started to learn to, how to old play the you? guitar. Um, God, 15-ish. You were 15. 14. 14. I did, well, I did my first show at 15. But and probably just went, before that. Who handed you your first guitar? What was, tell us the process. My. You, your dad take you to dad. a store? No, my dad had, he had a guitar under his bed. So I used to sneak under there and grab it. And, An acoustic? No, he had a, it was actually a Kent. Really? Which I found out later was a, a sub guitar off of um, another Swedish, because he was Swedish, he had another Swedish company. Um, but I used to just grab it and stand in front of the mirror, you know, pretend I was playing. So I went from that to... My brother actually tried drums, so there were some drums in the basement. I tried them, but I just wanted to run around. Uh I didn't want to sit behind a drum kit. I wanted to run around. So uh, I went back to the guitar, and I just stayed with it. I think I got a Sears guitar for like 25 bucks. It was like my first one until the first band we were at the recording rehearsal studio, and uh, this other band that was coming after us was laughing at it. So that's when I started working and saving up. And then my first real guitar was the Fender in 81. Okay, so let's talk about your, your, your now you're practicing guitar and you're 15. You're practicing, right? Mm-hmm. 15. 
what's your first band? No, no, not even first band. What are the first guys you jam with? What was the first one? Did you play a party? Did you play the 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 quad at the high school? Uh, Perry Strickland sitting over there. He's laughing because Dublin High has a quad, and most of us that was some of our that first was gigs. Was, yeah, I've seen was the first gigs. Where was the quad? The very first gig was a place on Staten Island called Granny Funyuns, and they they literally had a fire hydrant in the middle of the stage, but uh, it was mostly the football players from high school because my sister was dating like the star athlete. So all the football players came down. I think I was 15. We, um, it was a punk band called the Dropouts. And just the, 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 the neighborhood kids, we did like some Sex Pistols and some of our own stuff, actually. And about two days before the show, the drummer got chicken pox. So his cousin had to sit in. He didn't know any of the songs. So we just went up there and fucking made a bunch of noise and that was it but i mean we did two shows there and then we broke up we were done at like 15. that was it for the dropout that was it that was it for the dropout drop house where that was that was a quick you dropped out real yeah, quick real quick real quick there and was a short short span of where, so where punk now was at cool. that point as the dropouts are dropping out did you uh were you thinking okay now i got my eyes on some other guys and where which the next phase was overkill right um there or was, did, was there something in between there? Well, that's when I started to get into ACDC. I, I got into them after like that whole Sex Pistols thing. So we're talking 78, 79 around right now, probably. About Yeah, about 79. And then um, there was a local band who did covers, uh, Prowler, a high school band. That lasted two weeks. Uh, another band called Riff Raff. That didn't last either. You know, just playing all covers. And... Then the next the next step was was overkill because I told a couple friends I wanted to uh, get in a band, and they knew that like yeah there's this band overkill who who uh, is advertising in the local paper like I'll you know we'll set it up because that guitar player so they 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 had another guitar player they 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 went through a lot even in the early days they were constantly so at that point it was it was Bobby Didi and Rat yes and 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 they had gone through a few. Uh, uh, guitar players, which you're saying, yeah, a couple local and guys, even Danny Spitz, I think, really was in there at one point. Were they doing originals at that, that no. point? No. no, they were a cover band. They were a cover band. Yeah. So because I, I understand when you joined is when you were the one going, hey, we should write our own original music. How true is that? Yeah. Oh, completely. We had uh, the one guitar player from Riff Raff came with me. He auditioned because the guy, one of the guys, they had quit, and then he wound up quitting. I said, look, I'm sick of doing this. I can handle it myself. So we we you know we practiced on the covers. We did the maidens and the motorheads so and the priests. So when you were auditioning for Overkill, did you have another odd person that you were going up against, or was there other t ten other guys trying to get the gig? There, um, there probably was, but there was. Yeah, I, I wound up doing two two auditions because I couldn't find Didi's house, and uh, I just probably started driving back then. I, I love those stories, and That's I got lost. Gold. That's awesome. <laughs> they're like, ah, oh, it's kind no of GPS late. back then. Damn no, it! They're like. Uh, written down trying to drive my friends telling me where to go He's but late. yeah we wound up um doing two auditions we wound up practicing for two years in my parents basement and then uh i said as a five piece four actually yeah well the, the other kid lasted two weeks he lasted two weeks and yeah then and then i'm it. like i can i can handle I can all do this, this myself and that, yeah. that so that that wasn't that long that you know no not at all. And then I said, you know, we could practice in my parents' basement. And we were there for about two years. And I was like, I don't want to play covers, man. I could write original songs. Uh -huh. And then slowly started, you know, just writing all the songs that became the like. The what first, year is this first about two right now? I was still in high school. 
my last year was so 83, 83 right? right yeah so then from 83 84 we were writing yeah because you because i feel the fire came out in 85, 85. we got right. signed by johnny in 84 of johnny October. yeah but we all went to that pyramid studios right so we had Alex to wait Alice. yeah we you had, had to wait for him out. You're yeah, right. and that's how he did there. it back then. It was the budget. It was you know the way he Johnny had to go and and all the praise in the world to Johnny Z. I love Johnny yeah. Z. I, I mean he was he did a lot for heavy metal. So I I mean and he's you know even he's worked with us over the years and mm -hmm. he's a great guy and I mean people have had their their things with Johnny but I love the man to death and and he and it, if it wasn't for him, the world may yeah. never got Metallica. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So, so, I mean, you have to give credit with him and Marsha and everybody that ever at Megaforce. And to me, and I was on Combat, and, and there were so other um, independent labels, everybody looked up to Megaforce. They were the independent yes. label that were like the upper of the independent labels. They did have Metallica, and they also had a deal with Atlantic Records, yeah. a distribution deal, which, which helped, you know, because yeah. Combat didn't, you know, it was Relativity and Combat, and there's some record stores and some retail places that wouldn't carry independent records like that nope. at that time, you know, because that we, was, uh, everything, was everything. Now, um, um, I, like I said, Johnny Z's a, a, did a lot for the business. Was anybody else looking at Overkill when you guys got signed by Megaforce? Was there other... Oh, yeah. There was. We we almost went with Torrid as well. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Torrid. They had. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Boy, did you dodge it! <laughs> what you made the right <laughs> choice. Wow. Yeah, we had um, like two other contracts, and I, like Johnny's was just Megaforce was just way thicker than everybody else's. So it's like, well, they probably got their shit together more. So let's you know let's go with them. We 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 did Brian Slagle first. We did uh, the Metal Massacre. Uh -huh. right right everybody did yeah yeah so we were on that first that was like pretty much our first big thing and then uh i think it all and happened talk about at the that. same talk time. about that talk about being a kid and and watching your heroes play your whole life and now you're on a compilation record yeah how did you feel when you picked up your record and said wow there's our name right there yeah. how cool was that it was very cool man everything just even seeing the picture of the band in the local paper when you're going to do a show i mean it was like everything got a little bit bigger and more impressive and you're just like is this really happening really then we had our demo the first time it gets played on the college radio station it's like yeah we wrote that song and now right. it's on and that's the radio people are listening like, to it. i know it's oh, that's a trip it's, it's a cool feeling all the little you, things are great aren't they and you don't want to lose that because that's what keeps you sure hungry. driving hungry, hungry. humble exactly. everything i i'm i i, I agree with you 100 percent. i still feel that way i still dig all the little things that i see i'm very mm -hmm. fortunate to be able to get to do the things that i get to do because of what the band has done and man i I don't take it for granted at all. No, I love it. I love it's it. Just, I, the one thing now that I'm looking forward to the most is what I didn't get to do with Overkill, which was to play one of the big outdoor festivals. Oh yeah, they just didn't have. They didn't do them back then. On. No, no, when we no. were out, I was. Now it's the big. Now bands. it's the norm. Yeah. Now you'll now spend a whole summer week. over there. You won't <laughs> even do another show, but a festival yeah, every day. You'll play is. one. We so. did two years ago in '18. Exodus played. Uh, uh, I think it was like, you know, like 34 shows and 27 of them are festivals. Really? And it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's the thing to do. Can't wait. It's, it's good. You're there. You're there. You're, yeah, I am it's now. It's there. Let's talk about your first gig with Overkill. Can you remember it? Yes. Where? The Showplace in Dover, New Jersey. Uh-huh. August 1983. Just graduated high school. We did our first show. 
I think it was my sisters and my cousin were there, and a couple other I love people. That. <laughs> it was yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a, it was a decent sized place, but it was, it was that was the first show. Have I, opening? No, we headline, which at the time too, right like, out of the gate headlining, yes, huh, Bob? Because the bands back then, especially the cover bands, even Twisted Sister used to do three sets. Really? Yeah, they would do the first set was original, and then the two sets after it were covers. And stuff, and we didn't want to do that. We we convinced the the club owners to say, "Hey, instead of us doing three sets, let's bring two bands with us," which you know a lot of the, the clubs weren't doing back then. Uh huh. So that's what we did. And we they did. were doing it here. Were they? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. Not, by '83, come on, it was in '83. It was every band see, was covered. Laws Rocket, you know, uh, Exodus, Death Angel, yep. Possessed. Death Angel, Legacy, uh, uh, you know, all of those bands, you know, everybody was, was topped off. Yeah, our scene was yeah. way slower than that. I mean, we and had... I don't believe anybody played covers, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, we were Barry, all, all really freaking played covers. covers. We, we all did... Anyone. Yeah, we did originals, so I mostly... And I, 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 I don't remember... Yeah, I just don't remember even Exodus or, or Metallica even or anybody doing that lost rocket nobody everybody played played together that's why we were all driven to have to write our own music mm -hmm. though so um now we're in august of 83 yeah you're signed in 84 how talk about that period in between there and how you're playing clubs now what kind of a name are you getting and what's going what's the buzz going through on the east coast because you're, you're not a new york band you're a jersey band right uh two of us actually were from new york because blitz was upstate and I was from Staten Island. Rat and Dee Dee were from the same neighborhood in Jersey. Okay, yeah, because I mean the band. But now they see, now they consider themselves Jersey because Jersey. Yes, Jersey. So, but I mean, we always being over here. We we Anthrax was New York, Chromex were New York. Everybody was New York, and we were San Francisco. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So that's kind of how I looked at it. Were you starting to pack? clubs at that time like lemores were you playing lemores yet you know no no it's no. a we were booking our own shows we got a little bit bigger each time there was a there was a, a bunch of clubs a lot of clubs around there so we were able to play all the time so we kept getting bigger and bigger we we invited johnny down i think to see us january of 84 at the same place dover and there was a snowstorm Old Bridge Metal Militia guys came four up months later. Yeah, four months later. We in that time we we played. Um, there's a place uh, called the State Theater up in New Providence, and we wound up opening for Metallica back then, and um, inviting Johnny down. That wasn't such a great show. A couple weeks later in January, he didn't sign us until October. So we just kept playing all that time. We finally broke from my older sister's friend who used to babysit me knew the owners of Lemoore's and got us in. I think our first show might've been with Wasp on a Sunday. Really? Yeah. And we just kept getting a little bit bigger. We were booking our own shows and we were videotaping ourselves like Rat was into that. We had all our shows taped and, and you know, he was good with the demo tapes. Yeah, he actually we was. Slowly, slowly, slowly got bigger to the point where we opened up for Anvil at Lemoore's and Johnny came to that show. And by that time, we were primed. Uh -huh. We were like a steamroller. And, and when was this? What, what, that was October 84. October of 84. So, and Johnny so now, signed us the next day so, from so that show. For, first show with the band, you play 14 months earlier, right? 14 months August. later, you're signing with Megaforce. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. We played almost every, every weekend. We had the stage show. We had, you know... All, 
rats drums like up in the air we had a whole deal worked out lights and you know we just kept getting a little bit bigger every time throw, making our own shirts i used sure. to make the shirts in my parents basement i learned how to do it in high school and i'd screen print the shirts and we got money from that and yeah by by that uh october and next day after that anvil show johnny signed us but then we had to wait right until next year to get actually right. this august i think we went into the studio upstate before we actually started recording the first album then it came out by november 85 november right right now talk about the recording process now you're going in you're signed to a record label you're going in with a guy who's done a couple of cool records before alex mm -hmm. burialis you know what what did you think of Alex? I love Alex. He's a good guy. We, we loved Alex. I mean, we got along with him like right off the bat. But Johnny was actually working with Carl Kennedy. Really? Who did Spreading the Disease. Yeah. Right, right. So he was Played like, drums in the rods. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I had, they were one of my first shows too around that area. Um, but he, he did the album. And my, my amps wound up blowing up like the first day we brought him into the air-conditioned studio. For some reason, they blew up. I didn't even use my own amps on there, so that wasn't really my guitar sound. Um, and and Carl did that whole album by himself, so we really didn't like it afterwards. Uh -huh. Then we used Alex. We used Alex on Taking Over. Okay, so Carl did the first one. So Carl Alex did the first that. one. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought Alex did. Yep. Alex did the second one by himself, and then the third album was Alex and Wacko. Uh -huh. Raven, yeah, right. Was, he started was, working. In was there, working right. as the engineer, Rob Hunter, and we had we recorded in Pyramid, but we mixed in L.A. at the Enterprise, and that was that was the first time we saw a big million dollar automated board, and we're like, wow. what? We don't have to use our fingers and toes to touch faders to mix shit. So that was like, and Ozzy was doing No Rest for the Wicked in the next studio. Uh -huh. uh, James was up the block doing Injustice, uh -huh. so we were all you know hanging out there, and I'm like, I'm in L.A. Ozzy's in the next room. It's like what? I'm living. I'm living the dream. Yeah. But those are you really are. If you yeah, think about it, totally. You, you know that's who gets to do that, right? Yeah. And who can buy that back? You can't. I mean, it's time that you like your. The story now is forever because, yeah. and then then it's exactly. golden, and people wish they they had that. Now, feel the fire came out. Talk about the tour. Where did you guys go? What did you do? And and what was the uh, response like when you went out? I think the first thing we we did was the. Metal Hammer tour with Anthrax and Agent Steel. Wow. That was like our, our first, you know, we went to Europe. That was our first Europe tour for the first time, our first experience. And some of those people that we played to back then, I still talk to on Facebook now. Really? You know, you, so you're talking 35 years ago. Sure. Yeah, just loyal. Um, not much other than that. Just we didn't even really tour the States. We went in after Feel of Fire to do Taken Over, and we wound up, getting on the slayer tour uh -huh. so we went out on the slayer tour and that was like our first big u.s tour they, with, with slayer and with everything. slayer yeah because they they actually they got stuck in canada that when they used to tour in tom's brown camaro and they ran out of money so uh -huh. our managers owned lemoore's in brooklyn so they gave them like five grand and said, really? You got to come down to the club and play. We'll lend you the money to get back home, but you got to play first. So the little, maybe a little bit of a payback taking overkill on tour was was was. For I the see. Player. Yeah, for that little little favor. Wow. The things that you learn later. How cool oh, yeah. is that? Yeah, and then we we wound up doing two other tours with them. We did Europe, and then we did the Motorhead tour with them. Uh huh. Talk about that. Talk about going out with Lemmy. Oh man, Lemmy. 
I mean, I I never seen anyone drink Jack and Coke all day, every okay. day, and other things all day too. Well, <laughs> he needed to stay awake. I think the well, other guys did too. We had a Rick Hudelt and I actually partook with him when we when we played in <laughs> You're still alive in, in, in Argentina. <laughs> we had to Exodus and Motorhead had to do something, and and we kind of and it was quite good, I must say. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is but why was his so mic much, was up like this. But he too. was so, maybe he that trip. I, you know, that's I never I, thought about that. I, think, I never that's thought what, about that's what that to I think came from. Trip. So it didn't roll. The, I okay. Um, but um, he didn't. He, he ate it. Huh? He ate, he it. ate it. He, he ate it. He 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 took it. Put it in really? his mouth. Well, he he um he was great, man. I I, I, I love talking to him. I couldn't understand him, but like it would register later, See, like what I he was, would say. Anytime we were around him, I was like, you know, hear these, you know, just to listen to him, hear his wisdom, hear his wonder, you yeah. know. What he's in. And I got it's like, I, he insulted me or not? I'm I, not I sure got exactly I got what he's saying. Under, well, I remember one time we were talking about something, and I called him a heavy metal band. Oh, and he got pissed. Yeah. He goes, we are not heavy metal band. We are a rock, rock and roll band. Rock and roll band. <laughs> and I go, but you play with heavy metal bands. He's like, I don't care who we play with. He goes, ass. you play that punk metal. You know, because <laughs> we play thrash metal. He called it punk metal. I was like, you're right, I do. I love punk metal. <laughs> but, I mean, he did not want it called... He no, was not he heavy was, metal. No, no, he was a, he's a he's Motorhead is a rock and roll band. They're a loud rock and roll band, but they're a rock and roll band. I, I think I asked him what was the longest span you stayed up, and it was like thirty something days. Oh no! He was having like a challenge with with Phil, the drummer Phil, and uh, I think Phil finally bowed out. I think Lemmy won that contest, but yeah, he, and, I, and I think we had to actually cancel one show because they couldn't find anything for Phil, so he was like passed out, was and they couldn't play. Yeah, I think oh it was my. the last show. But we we were lucky enough to play with them twice because it was later on was the Psycho Sluts. Uh huh. So I got to spend like more time with him. Yeah, he smiled. You know, he'd give you little words of wisdom, like you know, he'd give the opening band as much sound and lights as you want because if you're if you're uh, if you're gonna take away from them, then you shouldn't be the headliner, right? You know stuff like that. You know, just little yeah, yeah, little ways. He knew that where he, he stood in the yeah. business and and, yeah. and and his confidence, Very. and he knew where he was at too. You yeah. know, and I mean, you know, and what was great about Lemmy is so many stars that have gotten so much bigger. You know, i.e. Metallica guys, especially, showed him the respect that he yeah. deserved. You know, and everybody has everybody. from Guns and Roses to any of the A-list bands that that show that you know. Motorhead is a lot of the reason why a lot of us are. I mean, you know, we say Zeppelin, we say Sabbath, we say all that, but we probably wouldn't be as metal as we are if it no, wasn't for, it for Lemmy. It's the whole mentality, you know, it's like I got a 49% motherfucker, 51% son of a there bitch. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So right there, we have, we represent right there too. We, we love Motorhead is to us, is exemplifies what we are as as hard heavy music and and rebellious rock and roll yeah and that's and that's what it is so welcome back everyone we are back with mr bobby gustafson joining us today in the vault and we were just talking about the first record feel the fire and touring and talking about a little bit of hanging out with lemmy and stuff like that how much fun that was yep let's get into taking over and at this point now you're a machine you know you guys have been together for uh, 
together for a few years. Yeah. It's you know it's a solid unit. It's definitely a unit to be reckoned with. This new sound that has emerged in the metal world called thrash metal. You are one of the forefronts on it, you know, because I mean I was in Exodus at the time, yeah. so I knew all the other bands that were right up there. Talk about that time. Talk about writing and and the camaraderie of the band. How how were you guys clicking at that time? Um, everything was still good. Uh, Rat was in the band, right? The for, for the first two albums, so that but that wound up being his last album. But um, we had done a Halloween tour for two months in in Europe, everywhere in Europe. Great tour. Um, and they're a big band over there. Yeah, yeah. That's they were that was really I'm exploding sure, on that I'm album. sure that's why. What was Keeper of the Seven Keys? Yeah, part one. Yeah, part one. Yeah, because they did two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was, was Kai was still in the band, right? Kai was in the band. Yeah, I think so. they had uh, Iron Maiden's management. Yeah, yeah. Rod Smallwood. He yeah. definitely because we did Headbangers Ball with them, and Rod was still managing was them. Still, yes, I didn't even yep. know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, they were great. We had a lot of fun with them. The tour was great. Um, we finished that, and we had the Megadeth tour on peace peace cells so we were home for about three days and we went down to tampa and started with megadeth and did another six weeks with them because you played in san jose here at a venue that was that, supposed to be the last show the bronco but they don't they don't do it's all um um latin music now it's, it's it? like yeah there's no that was the very last show of the tour i think we all started drinking early because i don't think i don't think megadeth wanted to play uh -huh. So they they were going to go home, and the the club asked us if we would play, and 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 still do the show. So we agreed to do the show. We did the show. That wound up being Rats' last show. You know, we did one more actually at Lamore's, like a goodbye show for him. But that wound up being like his last show when he told us he was leaving. We're like, what the hell's going on? You know, what happened there? Talk about. That. I don't. I don't know. I, I, he says he didn't like the road and he was drinking too much. I think it was more he missed his girlfriend, which later became his wife. Um, we didn't really, you know, communicate too well after that or whatnot. But that happens to a lot of people, Bob. Yeah. To now, now you know, especially at our age that we are touring. Yeah, I mean, the road don't want to do this. You, you know, think it's going to be something different, you know? And, and you think, think you're going to be pampered. They're going to see and, MTV and it's going to be like, yeah, it's and it's great. so not like that. No. I mean, that when people come and my friends come out and go, they'll come with us even today after four or five days. They're like, how the hell do you do this for six weeks? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's what I have to do. It's part of my job. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, I mean, you take the good with the bad, like in everything, you know, honestly. And at that, at that point, I don't know if we even had... No, we were still touring in campers. We didn't even have a bus, bus yet. Uh -huh. So you're sleeping on your luggage. AC never works. You know, you got you, the whole band and the crew showering in the same room. You know, you're sleeping on the floor, some cockroach hotel. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, what happened to the dream? <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? No, that's <clears> not it. So it might have been a little too much for him. And uh, he just he just had enough. So he never really did any musically after that, did he? He had like a little local band. He was he was playing because he did some video and, stuff. He actually put he some, some of that stuff shit. some yeah. of that stuff that you guys did on the road. He yeah, had video yeah. Rat Skates. Uh, he did something like his own little Born in the Basement thing. Yeah, I saw he, that. Yeah, he may have Been done another. Yeah, there was like a thrash thing that came out uh, with all the bands in it. I think he had his hands in that, but uh, yeah, I haven't spoke with him in years. Really? Yeah interesting so then what happens after that and how are you guys feeling the three of you 
now going, okay, well, Rat just quit. We're kind of still on our upswing. What do yeah. we do now? Exactly. I mean, it, it, was, it was a shock to us. We didn't know where it was coming from. So we had to keep going. So then we started holding auditions, I think, at Lemoore's. We found a guy, because I, I think the ne very next tour after that was with Testament. Uh -huh. So we found a guy, Mark, who, who had learned the songs well enough. He was a real good drummer, learned the songs well enough to go out. And we went back out on tour again, did a little summer tour in a van through Texas with no AC, all of us in the van and you're still alive late yeah laying on top of our our God. duffel bags and uh we made it through that tour and then what you know, there was an incident where we were in texas and and uh a chair broke in a restaurant one of our our roadies fell and he and they thought we were effing around with it you know it's like no he, he just sat on him and broke he leaned back and it broke they called a bunch of cops they like surrounded the van and they're they're questioning uh our roadie and the drummer starts rolling a joint right there we're like, oh dude god. what are you you kidding me oh we're in texas my god in so texas. yeah so when we got home he got his walking papers and we had held editions again oh, no. which brought us to sid sid yeah uh -huh. And then he wound up staying with it. I think he was friends with uh, the light lighting guy and uh, our sound guy that were f also from upstate. And he was up there. So then he, he, he was next. And he was in the band. So now you guys decided to uh, start writing the Years of Decay right after this? Um, un Under the Influence was next. He, oh, that was Sid's first album. Under the Influence. Yeah. So we had, we had some stuff down. I had some... Riffs that I got off of, you know, sound checks at tours and, and stuff like that. But that was our weirdest kind of period, you know, having a new drummer. And he, and he, like, he blew right away as far as, like, timing and tuning his drums and being in the studio. I mean, he was flawless with that. And we actually got better having him in the band. It stepped us up because now, now we're really tight live, which, you know, it was kind of iffy before. But, um... Yeah, that that one album. I think I think Didi had a couple of riffs on that, and he was like really into Anthrax. So, kind of some stuff I think I didn't really agree with, and it kind of sounded a little different. And that's the one we mixed out in in L.A. Uh -huh. Recorded upstate and then mixed in L.A. But um, there's a lot of great stuff on there, but it's probably out of the four that I did, it's probably the least favorite from people. So, it is what it is. That happens. We yeah, have, we have. We have one of those. In yeah, our, in, I think everyone does. We have one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. Actually, I do um, on this show here, and the fans have been hitting up. I do. I go over every one of my records, mm -hmm. and I talk about the recording process and what we were thinking at the time. And that one's like next, and, yeah. and I, you should see them. We want to know what you think, and I've just kind of held back because there's there's that one record where there's just. It's the only Exodus record there's songs on there I actually cringe when I hear. Oh, really? Yeah. And and to some other people, no. I mean, I like you know, I talk to some other artists that think it's the greatest record and I just some people I'm talking about Force of Habit and it's mm -hmm. and some people are just like, you know. Anyway, I know how that is. Yeah. But um so did you tour for that? Did you do any touring of that? That was yeah, that, that's when we had the Slayer Motorhead tour. Uh -huh. We did through the states. Um, How many dates? Uh, probably same thing about six weeks. So 
With what Lemmy every day for six weeks? Yeah, man. How great is that? Exactly. I know. Well, I get, hell yeah. I'll, van, van I'll sit in a van for yeah. that. Are you kidding yeah. me? I get to see this every night. Well, yeah, we. that's when we kind of, you know, we got some money going. We stepped up and we said, look, you know, we don't like one of us driving an RV. We don't feel good at three in the morning. You can't sleep. We need a bus. So we finally got our bus. That uh, might have been the first tour we actually had one. And we're talking 88? Was it 88? Yeah, probably. About 88. Yeah, probably about 88. 88. And that, you know, that, was, that was a good tour. We went all across the Did you the do Europe? Again. We did Europe again, I think, with Slayer, not uh -huh. with Motorhead. Not with Motorhead. But we may have gone, I think we may have gone there on our own and did some shows here and there on that, on that album. In the time of no festivals in Europe, huh? Still no festivals. Unbelievable. Scorpions and White Snake rule the day. Yeah, it's 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 the it's that's what well, it is now. Yeah, you may play with scorpions and white snakes on on a, on a gig. You know yeah, what I mean? Your name is like this big. Eh, sometimes, <laughs> no, not really. No, no. I think no. Metallica is probably the one that broke. Uh huh. You know, being the first one getting in all those those festivals. Well, there really wasn't all those festivals. Now they're no. all there. Now oh. there is. Yeah, those two a year. Yeah, you, know, you can get on. You that's it. Now there's ten a weekend yes. in every different country going. Yeah. They got them going. Names on. get so small towards the bottom you can't even read. Ah, depending how you're doing, <laughs> as long as you got new yeah. material come out, you keep your name hanging up there. But uh, yeah, luckily, violence is like so up you here. Get, you know, I've been very fortunate that the logo is very noticeable. So it always, I never, you normally, I have to every once in a while see it down there. But for the most part, the logo's mm -hmm. usually where you can see it. Yeah, so that's good. Got to got to see that. Yeah. So talk about the writing of the years that K because to me. That was the record. Yeah, I love that album. Um, like I said, I did. You know, I wasn't too happy with a lot of stuff on the third album, so it, it sounded a little too happy to me. So I went darker, and I just kept kept everything dark. And uh, I, you know, I wrote all the the material on that album, and just I was I was flying, man. Things were were going great. I had the the album uh, cover concept. I had all the, you know, what I wanted for pictures, what I wanted to sound like. We had Terry Date, which was the first time we used Terry. Um, and we went away from Pyramid. Uh -huh. We went and recorded in Connecticut. And the other albums was like, yeah, we try and get everything to sound good together. This one, I put my foot down saying, look, we're getting the guitar sound first and everything else is going to work around it. I said, because I'm on my fourth album now and I'm not happy with uh, any of the guitar sounds. Uh -huh. So he's like, yeah, that's cool. And he didn't put up a fuss with anything. He worked, you know, really well with us. Got, the got that shit sound. he's done too. And yeah, and then after that, he he, ex he exploded from that album. Oh, but, God, yeah, with everything. But I had, you know, I had I had all, all that material saved up. I always like just make a collection of riffs until I get them all together. And then... That just wound up being being perfect. Having Terry go into a different studio. We we had that SSL board, which is automated, which we never had before. And uh it just it just all worked. It just all worked. It's one of those times where everything just falls into place. Well, I think um I mean even even the fans will agree that that exemplified over I mean, you were banging on all cylinders as far as I'd really coming out with killer songs with your own sound mm -hmm. your own identity you know this is the you know she had anthrax obviously there and but overkill set you know that was overkill you know mm -hmm. and you and when you listen to overkill you you know you can 
Blitz's voice is very distinctive. Mm-hmm. Your Sounds guitar player is very distinctive. Like you, too. you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. When you hear it, you know who he is mm-hmm. right off the bat, yep. which I think is sometimes a better compliment than any than being able to actually be a yeah. good singer. I guess that's my cop-out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sticking to it, too. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I guess that, but at that point, you, 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 know, you guys are firing, and there was only really about a year left. Talk about the last year. Um... Yeah, we went through, you know, that that whole album. We went out and and, and toured on on our own in the states. And on. how was everybody doing at that time with each other? I mean, we're we, we're four fine. albums now. We've been stuck in vans together for for you know for four years. How's how are we getting along? How's we, our camaraderie? I I remember talking to Didi almost every day. Uh huh. I mean, we were there was always something happening. We were always on the phone. Um. There was no ill feelings at all. I mean, we just kept getting bigger as a band. Right. We wound up selling out the Ritz, the old studio. Yeah, 54, I remember. I remember the Ritz, and that was like over three thousand people. So that's the biggest show that we had done. Um, we kept getting bigger, bigger audiences, and it, it, it was like perfect. Okay, the album, the album's done. We did one last show. We did a benefit for uh, a young girl up in uh, North Jersey. I want to be in my physically last show with them it was an out- outdoor show um we started to get ready to do the fifth album i think dd had some riffs i had some riffs with i you know i even have a videotape i think at my parents house where we were trying to put stuff together i wanted to you know remember it so i was kind of videotaping to have it but um they wanted to do a Halloween show at Lemoore's just for money because Anthrax used to do that. They would play before Christmas, get Christmas money. And, and, and you know, Didi got wind of that and he wanted to do the same thing, but he didn't want to do a real overkill show. He wanted to play some covers, goof around. I said, well, if you're going to do that, you can't charge the full price of right. an overkill show. Right. I mean, that's not right. We're not giving them an over- overkill show. Uh, were you show. playing any overkill music at all? Yeah, we were going to do about half and half. So, I mean, I didn't agree with it. And, and you know, just that's arguments. That's not so bad. I think the novelty of seeing you, at least you're playing overkill songs. And I you know, but I mean, I understand. I, I, I totally understand. Yeah, I mean, we were, we, were, we were getting ready for the fifth album. We just sold out in New York. And I'm like, let's leave them with that memory, not, you know, Blitz getting drunk and, and doing, you know, covers and like just a big mess i'm like i don't want that to be our last memory so you know the argument got more and more heated on the phone to the point where i'm like well don't book the show because i'm not going to go i'm not going to be there and then i then that was kind of it i guess that was their, their final straw and uh but was it a straw was there a lot of straws leading there was up a lot to there it? was other stuff i mean at one point Didi even quit he didn't want to do it anymore and he was gone for like two weeks uh-huh. And me and Blitz were talking about getting a bass player. And then he, and then he came back. So we took him back, and the roles got reversed. All of a sudden, they wanted me out. Uh-huh. So, and, you know, there's a lot of probably little stuff and a lot of monetary things that happened that, you know, were done behind my back and this, this that, and the other. And, and it was just like, you know what? Uh, I'm done. I said, you know, we got bigger each album. We doubled each album sales. We got bigger as a band with each album. And now you're throwing a wrench in the gear for one show at Lemoore's. So I, I had enough. So I, that's, yeah, that was And the that was the final straw. Yeah, I think when that was When was that, it. Bob? What, what's, was there, that was 90, that right? That was 90, about 90, yeah. Because I know the outside show was October. So this probably happened about January, December, January 90, 90 into 91. Okay, so 
you're fed up. You left the band. Mm -hmm. What's going through your head right now? Have you been a musician and did all these records for the last four years? Did you feel oh. it's like, oh shit, I just wasted my time. Am I going back home and go find a job because I don't want to do this anymore? Am I going to try to piece another band together? Just start another band. Start another band. Yeah. So I, I started Eye for an Eye. And Which, I, weren't you going to use Tom in there, right? At that, that time? Yeah, I had two Eye for an Eyes. One was the East Coast and then before I came out here. Yeah, because you lived here for a little while. Yeah, two years. Yeah, a little yeah. two years. But that was the next step. All right, get another band together. We wound up going out playing shows. Um, during that time, towards the end of that band, I think was the final straw with them was when I was going to audition for James when he got burned. Uh huh. And uh, that was the last show I had done with them. I got into something with them that night. Um, but we still played our show. We got through that. Along that period is when the Cycle Sluts called. They right. needed someone to do a solo. And then the gods are looking at me again. We've got a tour with Motorhead for two months. You oh want to come? Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> we played some shows with the Cycle Sets. They're fun. They're fun, yeah. Fun. And I'd known them for years, even before uh -huh. I had joined the band. Uh -huh. So uh, I'm like, yeah, fuck eye for an eye. I'll, I'll go out with you. So now I got to talk about something, and um, I'm sure people are a bit curious. Back in the day, if you were to take you mm -hmm. and James Hetfield and put you guys' picture up next to each other... I was a better looking one. That's uh, okay, all so say. that's what you're going to say. Gonna okay, say. so I'm glad you said that, that you're the better looking one. Because, <laughs> I mean, I would look and go, it was, it was, so you guys look pretty close. Guitar? He, yes. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, I'm not saying you didn't do it first. You know what I mean? I'm not giving you that. The, the, <laughs> he stole your look. Is that was well? Not you know, not all of it. I mean, he's actually the one who recommended the guitar. He like, did. Hey, okay. And I got my Gibson, and they got they gave me the white V, white Explorer. Still play them. Love them to death. But sometimes you can do something first, but you don't reach as many people as someone who hits a million people. You know, so they think he did it first sometimes, and well, you're I mean, just not still even on did the it first. It's just, it's just like you guys, like, if I would see a picture, I'd be like, oh my, mm -hmm. Bobby and James are like, <laughs> but and I'm not giving you any, I mean, because I love James as well. I mean, it's a great look. Both you guys hold your guitars down where you're supposed to hold them down to your fucking knees. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a hella heavy look, but I mean, it was kind of you know everything man I'm sorry the it's hair the looks, hair looked it was similar. fucking dead that's the armband or the that was it that was a that misfits was, thing the, that was the okay so that had, was a, you know the other guys in the band we were wearing that stuff for, for I'm years not saying you, again i'm there there's my disclaimer i'm not <laughs> saying you didn't i just had to bring that up because uh, it was something that was you know that i mean me as a fan as mm -hmm. a music fan say wow in the same genre, going, wow, he could be James could play in Overkill, Bobby could play in 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 Metallica, no I'll, problem. I'll take that page. I bet you would. So would I. <laughs> I'll, I'll, and I don't even play guitar. <laughs> but um, and yeah, and talk about you. So you were gonna go in and play just guitar when he burned himself. Yeah, yeah. Did you audition ever? To, yes, you did. They had called me, uh, Tony called me, their, their road manager at the time, and gave me the, the entire set list to learn in two days. So I had like 18 songs. But I really, I didn't know, I knew bits and pieces of Metallica. I, I couldn't get my way through an entire song. That's just not what I did. I didn't learn other people's uh -huh. stuff. So they probably thought I knew it. Um, I did the last show, which I should have canceled, but I did the last show with Eye for an Eye. 
and they were flying me out to Denver um, to audition. And I said, well, I can't learn all these songs. I'm like, what am I going to do? So I tried to learn the changes off the vocals. I said, let me get really into the vocals and I'll get all the changes in. Uh, I was supposed to leave Newark Airport. There was a downpour for like 10 minutes and it delayed my flight for like four hours. So I wasn't getting into Denver till really late. And uh, James was still in pain then. So he didn't, uh, he didn't wait. He left. So they canceled it for the night and we went the next day. I'm like, oh, great. I got some time to, to work on this stuff. But then the next day he didn't even show up. So, and then they auditioned on five songs. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, why didn't they just tell me the five songs? I could have spent all that time uh-huh. learning them instead of spreading it out. Right. So, uh, yeah, he wasn't there the next day. It was just me, Kirk, and Lars, and uh, Jason. So it was between you and John Marshall then. It wasn't like five other John, guys I think they kind of knew, you know, would be the backup plan if nobody else worked out. Because uh-huh. um, I was, I, I think Pepper audition he did i know, I know um mike from flotsam was there the same time i, I was. didn't know that either yeah he tried out too and there may have been like you know a couple others just a handful uh-huh. they kept it tight because they had to get it done and get back out on the road so yeah i missed out on that that probably would have been pretty cool That's that nice. would have been my first outdoor stadium really rocking shoe you got one waiting for it. they're waiting for you now i do my son's band was actually playing with you guys this year on one of them was it Perry Beyond the Grave? One of the one in Belgium, I think. Hatred. Yeah. Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Yeah, Hatred was on there with you, my kids' band. I was talking with Nicholas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They would have been playing. Yeah, with I met him at, uh, at Dan Riley's house. So now, I know that you moved to California mm-hmm. for a couple of years. And um, what brought you out here? I know what brought you out here. Tell everybody else what brought you out here. Uh, Billy Milano. Me and him in his car. Uh we were going to do an MOD record. We actually started putting some riffs together along that same time period as the Cycle Sluts and everything. And uh, Billy had his eyes on Perry. So we packed up and came out here, um, set ourselves up. We were going to start recording and putting things together. Um, we got an apartment for like two months in Concord. And within two weeks, Billy left. He's like, oh, Johnny Z's not funding the album anymore. I'm going home. I said, well kind of like it here and we paid for the apartment so I'll, I think I'll stay for a little while uh-huh. before I go home I kept kept my stuff here and uh two years later huh and two years later I wound up we, we were going to Debbie Abono's house every day and Billy would just drink a pot of coffee and be Billy and I you know I'm like here I am sitting down like watching him bounce off the walls and then I'm, you know I knew Debbie she knew me we kind of like got more you know uh, familiar with greatest. each other yeah and then you know within that two month time period after hanging out with her and her family they're like well why don't you just move in i was like all right so two years later you know i was living out in concord and uh loving california best time of my life just being out That's here great. with them i mean she treated me like family um, she's the great she was the greatest yeah took on took me on vacations oh, with her me. family i mean i was like everybody who comes in here can have a devia bono story yeah. it's it's great absolutely I, it, it's great so um you came out here bully dance didn't really work work all that no. well you well, moved back to new york and then went to florida no i uh i stayed here i tried eye for an eye again with john torres and yeah and uh and tom. your drummer uh tom so we had some songs we did a demo we we tried doing you know handing that out there was a couple of good songs on there um but that just didn't pan out then uh i think we were going down remember those concrete conventions yes in la 
I went down there, and I'm still friendly with with Dave and and, and uh, Lombardo. So he was like, "Oh, I'm putting a band together. You know, why don't you, you know, you're in California. Why don't you come down?" So we started trying to put some stuff together too. I would travel from here down there, drive to his house out in Victorville in the desert. Um, was that Grip though? Wasn't Grip? That was Grip. It was yeah. Grip. I named it. I named it Grip. He liked it. Um, we had a singer. And me and just Dave and me, and we were just trying to put stuff together. And uh, I think the final straw was like something with me and his ex-wife. I think she was blaming me for for like hair in the shower or something. And it was like his bass player had these hairy ass Italian legs. And I'm like, I didn't even take a shower yet, you know. So I'm like, I don't need this. I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, I'm driving eight hours down here to you know get yelled at by your wife. So that was the end of that. And he he continued on. He got some. Now, other did you guys. do any gigs with Grip at all? Ever? No, no, we didn't even we didn't have a song done yet, and it fell um, apart. What year is this now? We're talking ninety ninety four, maybe at ninety four, about ninety four. And then through Debbie, all the bands that she had managed, uh, Screw was one of her bands. They uh-huh. were in Austin, Texas, and their guitar player split while they were in the studio. So they needed more guitar tracks and stuff. And they're like, oh, could you come down? I was like, yeah. Went out and met them in El Paso, laid down tracks. And they're like, hey, we have this two-month tour with Creator coming up. You know, you want to go on that? I was like, yeah, sure. So I wound up living in Austin for nine months. Wow. After the tour. Um, what a great place. Austin's yeah, great, yeah, too. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I had a, had a good Austin's time there. Austin's a music city, so it's yeah, fun. very much so. But that wound up... Not going so great on, on the tour, I don't think. Just clashing and having two bands on the same bus That's, and crew. Yeah, it was a little. Yeah, it was a little tight. So, what band were you on on the bus with? With Screw. Oh, you were. Oh, create no creator was, was creator yeah. and Screw were on the same bus. On together. the same bus together. Oh with my. Both crews. Yeah. So that wasn't fun. Um, and then for, after that, shortly after that, I, I went down to Florida. I went back to New York, grabbed my stuff, and, and I was off of Florida. What brought what brought you to Florida, Bob? Um, my parents had a condo they had bought years before, and one of my sisters had moved down there. And then from being on tour, it was always, like, nice. Every time yeah. I was there, I was like, this is great, man. The weather's great. The ocean's there. I'm like, I got sick of New York. And Were you done with the business at this point? Um, I was for for a while. Yeah, I'm like, I got to get my shit together because with Screw, I'm like, you know, sleeping on the floor, sleeping on people's couches. And I'm like, right. I, you know, I'm like 34 at that point. I'm like, I need to get my shit together. Right. I need a roof over my head. My uh, brother-in-law was already down there. So he hired me, started plumbing with him, getting getting a salary, getting a house, That's doing good. that whole thing. And then, you know, kind of the internet comes around and, and people are like, hey, you should start playing again, you know, and. I, I sat out for a good nine years. Yeah. Actually, Perry and I had a little project. I was working as a union. Everybody knows I was a union carpenter. Yeah. Right um, when I got back in Texas in 2014, I had just received my 20-year pin from the union. Amazing. So it's just, you know, you had to do what you had to do. I, yeah. had, I had a wife and three young kids. Yeah. You know you I mean? You had to take care of the business. People thought, I mean, what I thought it was when I was a kid didn't end. It no. didn't. There was probably so many things where I said, this this isn't what was on the the cereal box. Wait a yeah. minute, this wasn't what was on the yeah. the box on the toy. Wait wait, <laughs> wait 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 wait. When I looked at the record labels and and the records, 
all the collage pictures, they were having such a great time. Yeah, making what, money. May, what, what, why didn't I get yeah, this? You know, happened? What, what happened to me? You know, so <laughs> I mean, there's a bit of bitterness to it, but I love music and I always did. So I always continued on. I did do from 93 when Exodus finally stopped until what was that period 99 or 2000? Yeah, about 2000. And I they, sat out. They started without you while we were doing F bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I seven years I coached baseball and didn't coach soccer yeah. and went to work every day. Yeah. That was it. Didn't it's, even play it, music. It's been twenty years since I, I was down there plumbing. I mean I I did different things. I tried electric, uh I house painting. Uh huh. You know, and then back to plumbing again. It's like it's been twenty years now. You know, you gotta earn a living. You gotta you take to care of you gotta do. Yeah, exactly. And you, you know do. now with the internet and a a band from Italy wanted me to do a solo. And they were like, you could play and just send it to us. And I'm right. like, what? Yeah. Yeah, all right. I don't have to. It's the greatest thing ever. And that got it got me thinking. It's like, okay, could play with guys that are even not even in the same state. You, you When you were younger, you looked for the kids in your neighborhood. You know, you were going to play with the kids in your neighborhood. Sure. That's just what you did. That's all you knew. Yeah. Exactly. You didn't know that. You weren't driving yet. You didn't know that you could play a guy <laughs> with a guy in New York. You know, yeah. you would have never even, you never Completely thought Completely changed the ball game. Totally. It totally changed the ball game. Yep. It totally. So, um, so. When I remember on Tempo of the Damned, you had a band that opened for us in Miami Beach or one of the places your band opened for Exodus on tour during Tempo of the Damned, 2002, 2004, maybe? Um, was that a. It was in Florida. That might have been response negative. It might have been. It was, it was, it was uh, in a club that night. We, we, you, you were supporting Exodus. I don't know. I thought it was called yeah. Eyes. Was there? Did you just have a band called Eyes? No. Then it maybe maybe it was Response Negative. It was like you know it was you know an, an, yeah, a club show with did. Exodus. I think we did somewhere. Yeah. The yeah. last time I seen you play was at a titty bar in Fort Lauderdale. Do you remember that? About oh. probably four to five years ago. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah, that. I went. Yeah, I went down yeah. there. I was yeah. I was the one sneaking pictures over my shoulder yeah. of the girls yeah. on the pole. Yeah, yeah, I remember that was. I, that was the first. That was the first time I was over there. I didn't even know they had bands. Never been well, at that did, club. They did. Brian, uh, Brian Warner brought us down there. Oh, did he? Okay, he was booking that. You know, Brian. Yeah, he was booking that. Oh, yeah, so. That was. I mean, that was a big place. It was great, but I never crowded as hell. When when the girls, girls were on flying down the pole, yeah, I would like. I wouldn't be watching me. Like, I would oh. be watching them. <laughs> it's like, oh, she's hot. Selfie. I, I selfie even, time I again. Even, I couldn't even. I was like singing, and they're like, Shh. it was like a fucking circus going on in my. And, and, uh, bonded, bonded by blood, bonded by blood. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was very. That was strange. it. That was that, it. That was a great show. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of, so. I mean, you've been flying under the radar, and now we're going to get into it. Um, you got a call in January. Talk about the call. Mm-hmm. Uh, an old friend of mine, some guy I'm staying with now. I don't know this guy Perry. Um, they're like, yeah, we yeah, you uh, almost had a band with him for like two weeks, like 40 years ago, or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, it took us 35 years to start exactly. a band, but we finally got one. Yeah, they're like, hey man, we're putting a band together. It was like, no, nah, like, um, yeah, they they were uh, so Perry was your first, Perry was the first one to call you then, yes, yes. He's like, um, would you be interested in in, in learning the songs and 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 coming out and playing? Yeah, I was like, hell yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I had my own little little thing in, in, in Florida, but I'm like, 
to be this, at this, that level. This level, this band. And, I, and and I have to tell you something because again, um, they, we, I, this is coming from Killian on command when Sean was sick, yeah. And then we we this gig that we all had participated in, and then last March was it March, right, Perry? Was it March or April? They came back and did a show in um in Oakland, two shows, and to see the response from the people mm -hmm. and the people all over the world. And now when I go on the road, because we just brought Death Angel and we were just done with Death Angel and Testament, it's like, oh, Bay Area, bring violence with you. You need to bring <laughs> violence with you. And it's like, so knowing that there are bands that have gotten back together and, you know, gone out, but I've never, to be honest, never seen the buzz that violence got when they got back together and i don't know if that comes from sean being sick you know and being able to come through it or you know you know phil leaving machine head and putting violence back together mm -hmm. but the buzz on them and the buzz everywhere is like didn't you guys sell more shirts than anybody at a festival <laughs> last year and you should have brought four thousand more or some shit like that <laughs> exactly that's when you see me doing that guys i'm talking to perry who's hanging out with the spider right now but uh i i it, just to hear that and to hear that when they did the the in-store that you have to do because when yeah. you do the festivals Damn you man. have to agree to to a signing session but they're actually fun as hell yeah that there was more people for them than anybody that weekend that played. So to be that excited, to hear these kinds of things, for me being their friends and for years going, oh, come on, would you guys get back together already? I'm mm -hmm. in the fucking, I'm back with the mothership. I can see what's going on here. If you do this, it's now nostalgia, yeah. you know, and people want it. And they're so fascinated by Bay Area thrash, mm -hmm. let alone, and still. there's so many still of us still doing it. Yep. You know, that that's why that tour did really well uh, to see all that stuff and then you know and then nothing i love ray I, I loved him when he was a punk guitar player in a band called social unrest mm -hmm. i loved ray um you fit this if boy if they found somebody who could come right in mm -hmm. and for me been in i played in my first band with phil and um metal warrior in 1983 <laughs> on parole actually i think it was and i put the photo up Is last that the week. photo in the quad no it's the photo of me <laughs> on my brother's harley with danny and <laughs> phil and it's great oh yeah, yeah old school that. the whole way <laughs> to see that and ha and see that you know you've come in to accent phil as well as you know draw the whole guitar thing out again nothing mm -hmm. against ray i'm excited for what violence is doing right now talk about that talk about you know, have you written a song with them yet? Have you actually, is there a new material? I heard there's a little bit of new stuff going mm -hmm. on. Is, have you experienced that yet? Yeah, yeah, we've got uh, a couple songs. Phil is Phil is really taking the reins. He's got so much material. Yeah, he does. And, and, he, and, and he knows how to do that too. Yes. He's yes. very good at facilitating his writing and, and how to get everybody and get it in. And this is what we're doing. These, mm -hmm. And it's good to have somebody like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he knows what he wants and, and that's, that, that's the I best thing. Gary, yeah. So I know, I know yeah, exactly. It's like, now do it like. this way. I don't have but to think about it. He thinks he's, he, thinks he knows it. how it's going to go. Yeah. So I, I mean, we didn't get a chance to really write yet, but we will. I mean, we're going to do more stuff in the future. We're going to get his, you know, his ideas out now, get his plan out and get, get these songs. The songs are freaking great. Um, there's about three of them done. We got to get two more. Just get it together. He's got plans for all that, and signing the Metal Blade and getting that whole ball rolling. And once that gets gets done, 
we'll we'll sit together and you know bash stuff out and right. It's always a good period to learn how how the how the river flows, then jump in the boat and start. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah. Follow the current for a little I while. I mean, uh, again, to 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 hear that you know when you when I. I get to hear these things before some other people do. And I was, I was on a gag order. Sorry, I'm not selling who told me that. But I was told, and I was like, no fucking way. And I was like, welcome back to the ranks. Hell welcome yeah. back to where you belong. And to me, it's like, you know, I guess if you can't be with the mothership free and the meaning overkill, if that's not, you know, in the cards to do that, it's great to see you. Mm-hmm. With violence and, oh. and 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 with how heavy and and it's great to have that you guys are like East Coast and West Coast connection East now. Coast, you know what West I mean? Coast, East Coast, West Coast, baby. So that it's good to have uh, it's good to have you back doing that. And and uh, and have you you've done a couple of live shows, haven't you? Um, we were about to. We got oh, everything. So that we hasn't got, happened. We yet. got everything canceled. Yeah, we had the big yeah, show the here at, at Oakland. Oh, that would have been this whole year's canceled. Back, yeah, the whole, whole year's, year's canceled. canceled. Yeah, I think the first shows were going to start in February. So I was, you know, crunching to get these things down. They already had uh, Japan, Australia, New Zealand lined up, and you know, Sean just like whips through all these things, gets everything set up, and we we had the year mapped out. Um, I yeah, I have think, a couple of people in South America. I was trying to hook him up yeah, with doing yeah. stuff like that. He did. He wanted to get that all Yeah, exactly. But uh, you guys did Puerto Rico too, right? Yes. That was uh, the last show. Yeah. Yeah. Did. Yeah. With yeah. just with just Phil. He did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the, how how did, how were they good? Treat awesome. you well, huh? Yeah. 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 Great place. That's what I'm saying. This is this is gonna happen for you, Mister. Yeah. It's good to it, it's, it's totally soon. it feels good to be back, huh? Hell yeah. Feels good to be back on the level you deserve you deserve Thank you. to be back and 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 people can now see you at, you know, because there's so many people, even when I was out of the band for ten years, even though I kept myself busy musically, people are always wondering what you know, you really weren't up in the of the forefront of what Bobby was doing right now. And there's a lot of fans that are like I wonder what Bobby G's doing right now, man. Is he still playing? And so for the fans, the older fans, especially the old guys, the the guys that have been here that you know, with us for forty five years, you yeah. know, been with the beginning, they love to see this. And I think you really add that much more to knowing you as a player, knowing you as a person and a performer, I can't wait to see this yeah. live. I it's, can't wait to see it's gonna be great. See this. Now you I mean, were out in you're out in California this week. What were you doing this week in California? Just we, working on some stuff. We were, uh, yeah. Well, we were. Can you talk about yeah, it? Yeah, I, I can, got the thumbs up. Can you Perry. talk about it? I'm, <laughs> see, see, Perry, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at him. That's why I've got. I don't. Uh, I'll, I'll go there. No, we. Um, I came out. We uh, did a little bit of new material. We we jammed a little bit. Um, new violence. Yeah, and uh, we uh, filmed a video. Filmed a video for we're new not, violence. We're not going to say what the name of the cover is. Yeah, we're not we're not letting everything out yet. But yeah, we came out and we did a video. But that's good though. It shows yeah. everybody you're still you're working and you're coming out. Yeah, I mean every, everyone basically has stopped working, so it's kind of an idea of giving giving the fans something to hold hold them over. Well, I mean, stop playing live, playing. but not stop yeah. working. Everybody's no, no, no. writing Everyone's, feverishly yeah. right now. I bet you twenty one twenty ones. You're gonna get. They're gonna be a backlog of records waiting to come <laughs> out because everybody's gonna be so be like. Fucking five Bay Area bands on a bill. I I know I know. Well, we'll have ours. We'll be ready for two twenty one too. Yeah. So, so uh, 
you know, uh, seeing the progress. Everybody's looking on social media. Gary and Tom have been getting together lately, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. They're locked out. So yeah. a lot of us are going to have... That's going to be a good tour. It's going to be good stuff. It's going to be good violence, Death Angel, Exodus, and oh, Testament. Yeah. I see it happening. I, there's my... I see this big tour happening in the horizon. I like that. And that's the one thing I always liked about the Bay Area is that the the bands were were all working together, all friendly with each other. There was no competition like New York. It was like you you didn't. You know, go it's th- funny that you say that because I did Metal Allegiance uh, last, not this last January in in uh, two thousand, but in nineteen I did it, and Blitz was uh, singing on on mm-hmm. the show, and. Me and Chuck walked in and we saw Osegeda and we saw Alex and Phil, who are all Bay Area guys. And we're all, what's up? We're all here we're hugging each other. He goes, and Blitz even made the comment. He goes, see, all of the West Coast, all of the Bay Area guys, yeah. all are cool. This like, there's no like, hey, you know, like Come. there's no shade or and we're better than them and fuck those guys. Yeah. We do, we're all, we don't, we want each other to succeed and we know where we each other sit on the pecking order. So it's not and, like, and you've all been in almost the same band exactly. at one point or Believe another. Me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely. Uh, so it's, it's, I think it's, especially now in my age, I know there was a time where like, you know, fuck those guys. We got to, step on them and, and believe in this I'm pulling for everyone yeah. I want you to be you successful grow up a when I hear that you 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 join when I hear that violence is back when I hear that Death Angel is nominated for a Grammy yep. when I I am jumping for joy when I hear whatever Metallica does good anything the Testament anything yep. any one of the boys of us here are doing I feel very proud even Journey or Santana any Bay Area people I feel like that's my home these are my people yeah you know, this, this is where I came from. I came from this music scene, even though I'm maybe not that genre, mm-hmm. but I came from that, and I'm very proud. And the metal scene here, like you've seen, is just, if you would have played those gigs, it would have been in, in at the Metro, it would have been 1986 Ruthie's Inn. It was, that yeah. was the atmosphere. It was balls out, man, and it was so much fun. And I was so looking forward to this, and I think everybody was. Yeah, we'll just really reschedule. Everybody back. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to reschedule, but we'll, oh, yeah. we'll be back. And so, hey, um, tell everybody where they can get Bob. If they're interested in Bobby Gustafson, where's your socials? You on Instagram? Are you on uh, Facebook? Yeah, I did um, Facebook for years. Uh, I got Instagram and Twitter, which I don't do too much. But, now uh, they only let you say so much, and I don't like that. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't restrict me. I got shit to too say. Too much crap on that. <laughs> exactly. But um, because yeah, you're, I mean, you're back now, and now now yeah. the people that watch they're gonna love this. This uh, goes all over the world, and people are gonna see this and go, "Wow, how?" Because I mean, there's a lot of people that don't even know you're playing with violence yet. Really, really? I mean, they're so, you know, some people don't know. I have to get on. Have to get on. But I'm glad <laughs> you're. Thank you for coming in. Thank you, man. It's great good to have you. you, man. It's good to have you. Uh, you guys, and that means you guys, leave me all the comments that you can. Of course, subscribe and share my channel. And when you are watching it, watch it not on your dumb phone. If you have to at work, I get it. Watch it on the big screen. I think my face looks much better when it's on the big screen. Thank you once again you. for coming in, my brother. We can Very do this welcome. again because yes, now, now you're kind of now, now you're Bay Area. So when the record comes out, I'm gonna have all Bye, your mugs back in there. We're gonna talk about you that. Know it. That's awesome. You know it. Right on, guys. Okay, so another episode here. Mr. Bobby Gustafson, he's now a member of Violence. And um, shit, we'll see you real soon. And we'll see you guys real soon in Zentro's Toxic Vault.